All right, hope everybody's doing good. We are here with a bass player and musician here in Kansas City, a Brett Boulay. How you doing? Good, Rob. Thanks for coming, man. Absolutely. We're going. We're going that double decker tonight. I just had Brandon Brandon Hutsmith in here, so thanks for coming, man. Uh huh. Um, I so where I met you was Jerry's. Yes. Obviously, and uh, and I was always impressed, and I'd love to get to those guys here in a minute. But I was always impressed with your your guys is just amount of crap that you know. You know the amount of songs that you guys have. I mean, your book is substantial. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's 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 really it always impresses me the amount of stuff that you guys can just pull out of your butt at all times. You know. And so, so I've always been really impressed by your playing and, uh, and just the, the act of letting, letting Scotty, you know, who's just an absolute monster do his thing, but he can't do that without you guys holding it down. Right. He sounds like crap, you know, I mean, cause, cause nobody knows where he's going and you guys know where he's going, you know, so I, I've just always been impressed by, Thank by you. playing, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, so like for a lot of people know you obviously from Jerry's and, and from the last couple of years of being a gigger or whatever, but uh, to tell, tell us a little bit about how you got, how you got started playing or whatever. Well, I, uh, I've been in Kansas City all my life and I started with piano lessons in uh, probably about sixth or seventh grade. And I wound up taking piano lessons for seven years. Uh, I'm from a, a musical family. I mean, my mom played as a kid. My dad continued to play saxophone for 25 years in a, in an area community band, and he recently uh, quit with the band, but, you know, still plays at home every once in a while. I've had a couple different uncles, one local that was uh, gospel and country, you know, old school. He'd go around and play and mm. play and, and all that, and uh, another uncle out on the East Coast that was a, uh, he was the... Uh, church pianist and so forth so you know I, I come from that but I so I had piano lessons as a kid for about seven years got kind of uh, I don't want to say bored with it but it was not you know being that age obviously you're mm -hmm. you're you're teenage and you're growing yeah. up and you're yeah, you know getting yeah. that rock scene or that you know mm -hmm. whatever whatever music scene you are getting into at that time. And so the piano just wasn't, wasn't doing it for me and I wasn't putting, effort, you know, rightful effort into it to justify mom and dad paying for it. So, uh, I, uh, and not to mention it was, it was kind of hard. I mean, and this is a little while ago, you know, but it was, it was a lot harder finding a band at that age when you're when you weren't driving mm -hmm. than it is these days that's one crazy thing that, mm -hmm. that we notice a lot you know especially hosting the jam and so forth mm -hmm. but uh so i wound up quitting the piano uh bought my first guitar i wasn't even old enough to drive as i remember my <laughs> my folks took me mm -hmm. to get my guitar and uh so i just started strumming on my own mm -hmm. learning some chords and I finally was in a band probably around the age of 19 or 20 and I was playing keyboards and mm. this is this is the story of how did you get to play bass right. well you know it was it was okay you know a little four piece band mm. and some you know cool pop you know rock music we were playing and all but the uh bassist broke his wrist and the guys looked at me and they said <laughs> well 
you know the notes on the guitar, right? And I said, well, yeah, I can, you know, I know my notes. I can play some chords and different things. Mm -hmm. And they're like, well, Craig's going to let you borrow his bass, so you go ahead and use mm -hmm. that bass. And so it was partially the freedom of not being stuck in one place because, I mean, you know me, I'm all over the stage, right? Mm -hmm. But uh, <laughs> it was also the freedom of, of, I, what I think is being a substantial part of the music and 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 holding that rhythm section down mm -hmm. and be you know because I've played in a lot of three piece bands where I'm the only guy when that guitar player is off doing his right. thing but, you know obviously with the drummer and so you know that takes a fair amount of <clears throat> of work and creativity which I thrive on mm -hmm. and so you know kind of then and there around the age of twenty I was probably nineteen. It's when I uh, really fell in love with playing the bass, and that's what I've been doing for the most part for all these past years. That's great, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've we've talked about that on the show a lot too of the of the kind of role of each instrument, and I find yeah. that fascinating. And especially for myself, I talk about like being sort of like the horn player of the band, where I'm I'm not the I'm not the foundation whatsoever. I yeah. like the color on top, you know, so talking to drummers and, and bass players is, is fascinating to me because they're not, they, they can add some color, but that's not their main thing. Yeah. You know, I'm more like the wide receiver or something and they're the linemen right. sort of, you know, football analogy. And so talk about that, about how important that is for you to have it kind of pretty freaking locked down. I would you know? love to. Yeah. <laughs> Because, you know, because with that, I have, you know, and granted, you know, I've obviously been in a couple bands with, you know, it's been four piece, but it's just been the vocalist that didn't play guitar or anything. So it's essentially three, still a three yeah, piece, yeah. you know, and it is, I mean, it's really night and day between that three piece, that one guitar, one bass and drums. Mm -hmm. Then go into another band that ha that either adds a guitar and or a keyboard, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, it, it it it's it's and I've played with very few and it's of of that kind of band of a, of a, you know bigger bands and so forth mm -hmm. and it is it's 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 kind of night and day and I I hate to say it but it gets a little boring and not on the not on the fact of me needing to overplay all the time because I try not to do that. I, mm -hmm. I try to put it, you know, put in what needs to be there at the particular right. time. Right. And, you know, I think that's what any musician does, whether you're playing in a three-piece or a five-piece. You know, like you say, you're going to put that color over there mm -hmm. when nothing else is going on. You're not mm -hmm. stepping on anybody's toes. Right. And, and I mean, that's, that's what makes... You know, you go back and listen to some... Uh, you know, because I'm doing this petty, petty thing, and you go back and you really break that music down, and you you really think there's so much going on, but mm -hmm. you step back and there's mm -hmm. really not. It's 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 crazy how you know how simplistic some things like that are, but it's because a particular instrument has a role. They play a signature lick and so forth, or whatever they do, mm -hmm. but they do it on their own time yeah. and they're in their own space. Right. So. The the one that cracks me up about him is that uh, let me get to the point. Let's roll that that song. Right. God, there is nothing in that right. song, you know. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you just hear da 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 da. Yeah. 
Ma-da-da-da-da. You know, yeah, that's a great example. Like and, that. and there's nothing in that right. song. And it's so awesome because it's so, there's so much space. It like hurts you. You know, yeah. it's, it's like, it's, it's anxiety. <laughs> there's yeah. so much space in that song. Yeah. And like, so you would, so you would say that in a, so that was interesting. You talked about it being more boring. Like wait, wait, are you, so you're talking about with more people? It's it's it, yeah, and that's interesting. Well, and it's it's you know it's and it's probably because where I come from is you know having the challenge and having to fill up that space. Right. You know, so sometimes it's 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 like wow, I really got to work hard to make you know some texture underneath a single note. You right. know, not doing the you know single note solo solo type of work from the guitar player and all that, and. You know, it's, I hate saying it's boring, but you can't be as active, right? you know, because you just kind of do. Now, there are some songs that are, that, you know, some people would Mm -hmm. just consider a bored out of their mind as a, as a straight driving, straight driving, you know, eighth note chug type of thing. You know, it depends on the song. It all, it always depends on the song. Right. It really does. Sure. I mean, because there can... There can be busy ones. It yeah, sure, sure. boring, yeah, you know? Yeah, sure. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's true. But yeah. then, like, you, you know, there can be some very simplistic ones that that uh, you just you just love playing because you, you can feel so much passion, you know? Mm-hmm. There's so much space or whatever it is. Yeah. There's so much passion that you can put into that with some very simple things. Right. So. I've found that for myself, and this is kind of the framework that I'm trying to lay out of, of kind of levels of musician, and you, in my opinion, you get the first level of that you're, you're trying to even do it, like, like rhythm-wise. You're trying to even figure out how the heck to do a shuffle. Then you have that next level, I think, of the kind of touch and the tone and the dynamics. That's kind of the next level of musician, like... And um, all you guys understand that. Bring down, come up, give mm-hmm. it some touch. But then you have that other, especially in the improv world, that other one of knowing how much and, and when to play yeah. is kind of the third right. level. And that's what I know that for myself that I'm, I don't know if I do it well, but I know that I'm thinking about that. Like right. the entire show, the entire, every second of the show, I'm going like, no, 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 not this one. Okay, end of the first verse. Okay, my little, da, da, da. Mm-hmm. okay, hold out second verse. Second half, okay, but you know, and I'm, I'm going like, yes, no, yes, no, you know. And so, what I found is that, like, because you were talking about, do, and this is generalizing, do people generally have a problem with needing to find stuff to play, or is it a lot harder to go, you know, to hold back? I would argue that I think it's a lot harder for people to hold back than it is to give it. Well, How, what do you think about that? Is it, I mean, given the, given the skill level, you know, I mean, I think I think that's a good summary of it, though, because you once you learn how to play five thousand notes in a song, after you learn how to do that and maybe do that a time or two, then you learn, like you just said, oh, maybe I don't need to play so many, so that you know, or or, or they go in this empty spot right here, and they don't step on this here, and they don't step on that. So that's I I agree with that. That's a good way to. But that's a good point party. because the really you know the lower people that are just barely trying to boom and that's all they got right. I mean, right now and that's fine They're and that's just, fine they are yeah. where they are I guess that you're right those people wouldn't have a trouble with 
laying right. right? Because that's right. all they got. So you they're know, gonna have trouble and, with, and that's yeah. you know the the beginner, and that's maybe their challenge is you know to make sure they're on rhythm or just simply right. hitting the right notes sure. and you know learning their learning their 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 chord forms or their you know the num infamous number system or whatever yeah, you know yeah. however they're learning their music so that's their challenge at the time yeah so so speaking of like rock and specifically we've had a lot of guys talk about blues and jazz yeah. on the show what what is it that I don't know, you know, I can't speak for yourself, but for me, who's played kind of quite a bit of different kinds of music, it is absolutely fascinating to me about the different things that are hard about each genre. It mm -hmm. cracks me up more than it, you know, because classical people don't improv at all, but the playing is like like a page for a year, you know, I yeah. mean, the technique yeah. is out of control. Right. But there's some other things about improv. Why are they peeing their pants up on the stage? Because they get, you know, there's different things that are hard because <laughs> they can't improv, you know. So yeah. like, what is it, what have you found is like something tricky about rock? Tricky might, about rock? But, but that might surprise people. I don't know. Probably, probably form mm -hmm. as in, you know, I mean, if you compare it to blues, your 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 chord progressions are pretty standard. Mm -hmm. Your you may or may not have a bridge, you know, which right. goes somewhere else. Uh, you know, uh, you you know, and I you know, and I mean, I know all these things cross over, but right. I think you're you're given some some left turns in rock, maybe with 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 bridges with mm -hmm. tension notes speaking from a from a bassist i mean yeah. you get them anywhere but you know tension notes uh like last night we did a foo fighter song and mm -hmm. i hear him talking about it it's like i never thought about that but it's like first one one course two courses and then three courses yes. you know so yes. it's like these yeah. little it's these number number things mm -hmm. that happen yeah. with with rock they happen with right. a lot of things but that'd be That'd yeah, that's 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 what I would say too. Is the the structure stuff? Because sometimes it's like a a half riff, right? You know, yeah. and they, you you have the original intro riff, yeah, and then before this chorus is just half of a or or how many times is there half a bar before the next verse comes in yes, vocally? Yes, we joke about yeah. that all the time. Mm -hmm. That that gets missed by a lot of people. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, I think in rock too, there's a lot of like stops and stuff. Yeah, you know, candy. or like they're a candy. bump, bump, bow at the end of a thing. Well, in blues, we're just, you know, you kind of just plow through the whole song and then the ba da ba ba da da, and then you're done. You know, and <laughs> and then but but like the drummer, for example, is just. <clears throat> but in rock, there's all these like stops and extra little. Dee da ba 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 ba, and then you go like. That really surprised me. I forgot. I'd forgotten yeah. about that when I kind of that dove kind of, back yeah, into you know, rock. And, but and, the structure is, I agree with that. But and but and there's plenty of different playing styles, too. I mean, mm. you know, I mean, there's <clears throat> there there's a fair amount of rock out there that you know it's 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 really just blues mm -hmm. or it's just blues based, mm -hmm. you know. But then there's other things that you know just playing style. I mean. Obviously, talking about some of the some of the more infamous bass players and so forth. I mean, if you look at, say, you know, John Paul Jones could play from from blues style to a lot of tension notes to 
syncopated riffs right, that right. you know because Robert Plant was all over the place, mm-hmm. and then you look at say you know Flea style, all you know slapping, slap, all slapping yeah, all yeah. all that you know, and I it's it you know mm-hmm. maybe maybe that's what one thing you get with rock is you know you 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 don't have the intensity of jazz let's say mm-hmm. and you don't have and this is by no means putting it down but you don't have the predictability of blues mm-hmm. you know but you get uh lavishly different styles mm-hmm. Different styles, different speeds, different right. catches in the song that you right, got to yeah, be aware right. of. So, well, that's what people like about country is the predictability. You know, and it's not even a put down to them. It's not. Well, yeah, that's what they want. Oh, right. You know, they want the predictability, right. and, and that's why people don't like classical or don't like jazz because you know, <laughs> the hell is going on? You know, <laughs> you know. But I, I totally agree with that. The structure thing is probably, um, and like. Country, in my opinion, is kind of what we were talking about before, where the hard part is to just sit there. You know, they have, yeah. like, for all the people that are pretty good and they know what they're doing is that just boom, 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 yeah. boom, boom, you know, and yeah. the half that you have to just stay there and, like, you want to kill yourself, you know I mean? You and, know you what, know. though? Yeah, but on that, I mean, and that's that's one of the music, the type, one type of music I grew up on mm-hmm. was that, that old classic country, and I love it, and it is as simplistic as you can get i mean bass wise there can be a lot going on with other instruments sometimes and so forth but those songs tell such stories and so i think right you know i don't know if it was before we started taping or not but i talked about you know passion that comes out in in Mm. in your music and it's like you know i'll sit there and i'll play that one five Mm-hmm. All song long, mm-hmm. because that that song brings a lot of passion out. And granted, it's nostalgic for me because that's what I grew mm-hmm. up with, and I like that old classic stuff. But that's you know one thing that one that is one thing that uh, that I guess personally gets me through that kind of music. Yeah, it's predictable, but man, it it just it's enlightening and it feels so good to play that. Oh stuff. yeah, definitely. So. Yeah, that's great, man. Um, so so let's 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 move to the to the jam now. Now I love your guys' jam. I think it's so much fun. Thank you. Yeah. And and like it's really unique for town too. There's quite a few blues jams. There's some jazz ones, but your your guys is about the only one you know, and that that does kind of a very unique thing. And I think one of the strengths of it is obviously like your song list is is ridiculous you know i mean you guys get this 500 or whatever number it is but but you guys can kind of come up and and you know anybody calls you know uh from 1950 on you know right you know not a rush you know not a rush you know rock song and you guys can pretty much do it you know and uh talk 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 about your jam a little well yeah it's it's uh the longest running Kansas City Rock Jam, mm-hmm. and about 16 and a half years now, wow. and yeah, I mean, uh, Scotty McBee and Justin Collette were two of the guys, the main guys that mm-hmm. started that, that would have, I mean, geez, man, that's, you know, what, 2002, yeah, that's wow. crazy, and and I walked into that, and it's funny, because I, I, uh, I was playing in a three-piece 
called Voodoo Kitchen, and we were covering, you know, B-sides of, <laughs> of late 60s, and, you know, the, the yeah. artists that everybody loved, but the songs that, you know, you had to have the albums and know the artists and all that. And uh, my brother-in-law had, had told me about it. I think I'd looked it up, and we discussed it, and then didn't get to it, or this and that, and, and then one day... Uh, Kelly and I just popped into it, and you know, I remember that first song I played up there with those guys. And what was the first song? It was Little Wing Little by Wing. Hendrix. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Good old Trident crew, yeah. you know, or whatever. And uh, <laughs> so that you know, then it, then it, obviously we started going every week. And I remember at that time I was even I was doing a happy hour gig uh, with Jason Kane, and I think I was up in the Northland doing that and I'd come from a five to eight to come down to do that gig, you know? And and that's how it, that's, I mean, obviously it had been rolling for about a year and, you know, the, the crowd started increasing and, you know, gear started to be purchased and, you know, upgraded and some Mm -hmm. different things like that. And so, uh, before long it was, uh, it, it became a obviously a, a, a weekly routine that we had repeat people, you know. I mean, and there was so much drive for that jam. I mean, I, I mean, honest. I, I'm not. What do you kidding. mean, like the people? Well, to just come, I mean, just Mike and John, the guys that owned the bar. I mean, mm-hmm. were were reaching out across the United States, wow. and I mean, we we would literally get, and we still do. We get people that. You know they they they're musicians and they come through town and the, and they're looking for a, a jam night and they somehow find us mm-hmm. That's how and you, do it. The, you know so we do we meet people from mm-hmm. from all over the place and uh, but I guess to get you know so to get back to it though you know I, with the songbook you know it used to be used to be three three or four inch three ring binders full of paper lyrics and mm-hmm. yeah, then they'd mm-hmm. be like this at the end of nights and stuff <laughs> like that and so now we're blessed with the uh, the tablets and all that but just hosting the jam and having hundreds of people mm-hmm. come through yeah. and you know everything from from obviously your your standard you know rock band or blues or whatever came through to interest you know instruments you know we get we get a fiddle every once in a while. We've had bagpipes. Mm-hmm. We've had, uh, you know, lap steel. I mean, we've had probably yeah, that's pretty cool. horns every once. You know, we've had close to everything. Candice will bring her steel Yeah, pans, bring steel yeah, drum, yeah. you know. And so, you know, yeah, so all those years, we've kept track of, of uh, what we play and we've, cataloged it back in the day you know we were we were creating those word files and printing mm-hmm. those papers and now we're still doing the same thing and but you know and we put them on our our tablets and then now we don't have the lyrics because it wasn't in the book and we call it up on the wi-fi mm-hmm. and so yeah so that's i mean it's just years and years mm-hmm. of that show and you know, we were doing it in Lee Summit for mm-hmm. for about five yeah, years. Yeah, I came up to a couple of those in Lee yeah, Summit. Yeah, you know, so time. two days a week and and a good, say, fifteen people a night. You know, mm-hmm. that would come up. So that's one way that we've been fortunate to catalog that much material. 
we've been very fortunate to meet that many people. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, you know, we know how Scotty plays and his the mm-hmm. crazy ear that he plays with. You know, well, he's a nutcase. I mean, I mean, yeah. That's <laughs> the. I mean, that's the thing. It's like Scotty, you're a nutcase. Yeah, yeah. Yoda. <laughs> but if you know, if 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 we are more so on him, you know. But if if we're at least familiar with a song and never played it, we usually can get our way through it. Mm-hmm. Usually, right? Sure. You know, a lot of times, and that's you know. Someone's just got to be familiar with the song. Yeah. And it's kind of funny because then we joke around, well, we just had practice, you know? And so, right, right. you know, and maybe that person will come back next week. Uh, there, Yeah, there's another thing I want to get to on the jam. But, you know, but maybe they'll come back next week and then all of a sudden we've added another song. Yeah, right. You know? And we obviously get people that hit us up on, uh, you know, they message us and all that stuff and say, hey, I've got to new song I've been practicing I want to try it out you know and so whether whether it's in the book and whether we knew it or not you know we may have to do some prep you know before the show to, to host that song for him like when I send Scotty Country Roads and he sends back lame <laughs> I'm just kidding yeah. <laughs> hey Scotty let's do this totally sometimes lame we, song and he's sometimes like sometimes we lame. get overwhelmed and have had four gigs and get eight people hitting you up on a Wednesday at three o'clock I, I in know, the afternoon yeah I know and, and that, that's a thing that, that's been that's been interesting for me because like I'll see your guys' book and, and for myself just because I'm selfish you know I, I want to come especially with my violin you know I want to like try to really impress some people, you know, and already have this weird freaking violin. Yeah. But then I also want to call some stuff that you guys have never done, but that puts me in an annoying spot because I don't want to draw, like you just said, I don't want to, you know, this, this isn't freaking homework time, you know I mean? I, yeah. I don't want to give you guys hard ass music that you're, you know, and make all this work for you guys, you know, you know? and I, so, we, you know, but trying I to be, mean, you know, we, I mean, we do, we, within, within reason, we try to compensate as best we can. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are some times that we, we can't get to it or sometimes we, you know, get forced into it on, on the spot, which is fine because maybe mm-hmm. one of us worked on it and one of us didn't, you know, mm-hmm. but I mean, that's, you know, that may lead a little bit to where I wanted to go with Good. it because, because you're interviewing me, but <laughs> But is, is, you know, I talked about meeting, meeting the people and stuff. And so, you know, you get those people that come out almost religiously and it's their, their social outlet or, you know, for those that don't play or those that are playing, it's maybe it's their, their one chance a week, you know, that they're able to get out and, and play and all that stuff. So it's... One of the coolest things I see with, especially when you get somebody that's new, the the statement I think I love the most is, wow, I've never sung with a live band before. Mm-hmm. I just love that. Mm-hmm. And they were so excited. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Because so it's awesome. It, yeah. It, you know, then we joke, we don't have that ball running across the lyrics and all that stuff, or... You know, but that's the vocalist. But the, and then you get the same with the players. You get the same with the players. So. Yeah. So so on that, like we've we've been talking about on the show, uh, some 
great things that happened with jams and some stuff that that for myself I'll just say this that you know we all see stuff that happens nobody calls the person out and then we go to the back of the bar and we're like bitching you know man so so we'll get to that in a second but one thing that I love about your guys' jam and it, it it feels to me like it's run pretty smooth you know when I go up on stage Scotty has you know he's yeah. he's standing there with a cord you know you I was joking when my parents came the other day they were like I, I was joking with them and because because you guys are like you know Da da da's on deck and da da in the hole and then and I was joking with him like yeah see if thirty five year olds ran the world this is what it'd be like <laughs> and I was like I guess I was joking you know I'm like this is all you need this is what you, this is what you do you know but but you guys have your you know booklets ready you you yeah. know you're you're getting immediately the house band music comes on yeah. between show yeah. between songs Craig's up there pumping up the crowd like everything is just like ridiculously smooth and I, I really appreciate that with your guys jam I, I mean that's that's what it is that's how it started and that's what we've kept alive with that jam I mean we try to compensate as best we can and that means that you know we compensate for the player and and the singer mm. but it's also a show for the people that don't play because there's you know, there's there's plenty of them out there. You know, like you just said, you brought your parents. Well, they want to be. You know, they're obviously they're excited to see you and all that, mm -hmm. but they wouldn't want a minute of dead space, which doesn't sound like a lot, but it's a killer on a gig. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, and then you get done, and everybody hum haws around till the next player comes up. You know, that's mm -hmm. not. And, 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 you know, especially in today's day in the world, you know, attention span is like that, right. right? But we've always done that. We have always tried our best to keep the show rolling. You know, we say, hey, you know, two songs, and then we've been through ten people, and, you know, someone asks you, hey, man, can I play again? And it's like, we got five more people we want to get through because we want to give an even chance to people. Mm -hmm. You know, we'll... We'll do some stuff if, if someone's got to leave early every once in a while or they get one chance or they're maybe brand new and they went to the effort to bring their five-piece band right? and all their relatives are at the table, you know, right. give them some extra songs or whatever. But but that's what we try to do, man. It's, it's just, we, we try to, it's, a, it's an entertainment show mm -hmm. and we love showcasing the, the people that come out and participate in that yeah and so that's what that's that's one one of the main reasons we just like to keep that rolling yeah that's awesome man and and like you said i think that's a hundred percent accurate that you guys because that's one problem i think us jammers have is we always want it to be happy fun time for us because we see it as as our time you know mm -hmm. but Craig said the same thing and scotty said the same thing guy said the same you know and you're you're right in there with them as the you know well, this is also a show, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, this is also for the 30 people sitting out there and mm -hmm. you, you guys, and, and like you said, with that, that minute of dead space, cause we're going from war pigs to minute of dead space, you know, intense, nothing intense. Nothing, you just can't do yeah. that. Right. I yeah. mean, you, Craig yeah. does a great job of like oh, still yeah. talking over the, you know, right. I don't see a lot of people doing that too. Right. It, it, Keeping them, hey, our drink specials, yada, yada, yada. Right. You, you, you see? Yeah. So with the jammers, <clears throat> we've been talking a lot about, you know, 
some stuff that is really great about Kansas City, but you know, we've talked a lot on the show about some frustrations that a lot of us have with some of the open jams. Is is there, you know, obviously if you don't want to call anybody out, that's probably wise. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, you know, but I will. But, uh, but is, is there something that you, that you wish you could see in general at your jam? Or is there, is there any, or jams in general? In like town? in the way people act? Anything, anything, you know, it's a, you know. Um, I'll, I'll give you an example. It's funny to me when I have a singer come up there and they're like, well, what song do you want to sing? And they're like, this song. And then at the blues jams, this happens a lot. Well, what key? Well, I don't know. You know, it's like the kind of the cluelessness stuff Yeah, is, yeah. is one, one frustration I right. have in general of people understanding that, you know, maybe, maybe <laughs> I'll, I'll have this all the time. The guitar player will come in and they'll be like, Oh, violin. Oh, that would be so good with my singer-songwriter. You know, and like, okay. And then the guy's like, yeah, so I kind of wrote this song like in the parking lot. All right, here we go. You know, and it's like, really, dude? You know, you wrote this like in the parking lot? You know, I'm joking. But it, like, yeah. you wrote this like two days ago and you're performing it like right now? You didn't go practice this for a month and yeah. get it down and then get up onto it. You know, that yeah. kind of stuff is would be mine. It, it kind of... You, you know, I the the first before you started yeah. giving those examples, I think one of the first things that came to mind, and you you said it was uh, preparedness. Mm -hmm. um, but it's not. It's obviously it's it's not a shot at you know the the guy that's getting his feet wet. It is. I think it's it's maybe it's not prepared. It's more. I think it's more of a respectfulness. Mm. It is, you know. I don't care how bad you are or how good you are. And, but if you think that that somebody owes you something, mm. and I'm not saying that in a in a egotistical way at all. Mm. But it's the guy that, or the person, that that is either hounding you to get up, or you know, like you say, which I wish more people would would observe. People observe how it goes. You know, they they observe the guy talking, and maybe they didn't catch the spiel at the beginning, but they observe that hey, everybody's playing two songs. You know type of thing they observe that that yeah we're, we may go from some some dance selections and then we might bring the acoustic guy up by himself we're going to do that because that's what a show does right you get a, you're going to get a variety of, mm -hmm. of entertainment so i think I, th I think it's it's the you know the sorry don't owe you anything factor mm -hmm. you know and we're more than happy to give you an opportunity to do whatever you want to do but work with us mm -hmm. type of you know right that's that's right. kind of the thing i mean i mean i mean obviously tons of tons of examples and, and so forth but you know we've had uh music teachers will bring in their students and so mm -hmm. you know maybe that ha would ha was happening once a month and you're preparing 
for a week. Not necessarily music-wise, because the teacher was usually picking stuff out of our book that, you know, for these kids to play, and they could be anywhere from, say, eight years old to a teenager or whatever. But it was, you know, it was planned. So even though you've got six, eight, or ten young kids and teenagers like we talked about a little while ago it still rolled like a show mm -hmm. it was prepared the guitar teacher didn't act like we owed him an hour and a half for mm -hmm. his students to play you know and I mean and you know then I know we're diverting but we That's said right. we could do That's that right. man Good. you know many things on that it's like you know when when I know I'm a little older than you, but mm -hmm. when we were kids, when I was a kid, you know, we didn't have near the opportunities like that. I mean, get into a bar and play music mm -hmm. at the age of, you know, mm -hmm. 13, 15, 19, you know, it wasn't happening back then. And so you get parents that bring their kids to do that and... You know, I I don't have kids, and you know, so we don't know necessarily how that looks with the other parents or whatever. Mm -hmm. But they're giving that kid an opportunity to play music, and mm -hmm. and that you know that is really cool. So just the 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 fact of of parents bringing the kids to 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 uh, increase their their. Uh, Participation mm -hmm. in the Kansas City music scene. Right. I mean, and that's experience a, for sure is yeah. Huge. You know, but I guess I'm sorry. Where I was going with that is then the parents are so thankful to the hosts for having their kid up to play. Mm -hmm. that, that I mean that right. you, there's no that's words neat. for that. Man. Yeah, you know. And the, and a perfect example is um, what's her face's parents, uh, Jesse. Jess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jess. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, you know. I mean, her parents are like. You guys don't have to do this. Mm -hmm. They know it, you know. I mean, they're respectful people, you know, and they, oh, yeah, they come yeah. in and they they've seen what this is, and they're they're you know very observant, and they get what this yeah. is now, and they right. you know, and and you you said something else interesting about the kids coming in because I've seen a lot, you know, like you're saying Jesse, and now she's you know had a handful of these high schoolers that are trying this out and stuff, and I thought that was interesting on on my point of when I brought two of my students out to jams, I didn't bring them to your guys, but I brought them to a jazz and a blues jam. Uh -huh. And you know what we did for like two months before that is they would go learn like five songs and I'm like, okay, when you get up there, they're going to pick three of these, you know? Yeah. So I was like, you're not going to know which ones you're going to play. They're going to tell you right now, but, but you're not going to know. You're yeah. not going to get to choose your songs because that's kind of sometimes what happens. Right. But we are going to practice etiquette. You know, you're you're gonna you know when it, and we're gonna practice soloing like with a backing track. And when I do my solo, you're gonna stand there, yeah, and do nothing. You know, right. you're you're not gonna play over other people. You're gonna be watching for the ends of the songs. You're gonna you know. So so I tried to do that with my students, and I think that even like you were talking about, it was still smooth with the kids coming in. And yeah, I, I think right. that's the stuff that annoys me. Is, is when people don't understand what this is. Right. You know, and well, then, and, and then, that, 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 I mean, that's a very descriptive, if not the perfect word, is etiquette. Mm -hmm. You know, whether it's on stage or off, you know, you got the guy 
banging down your your clipboard. That's not etiquette, mm. you know. But you get, I mean, and you know, and the and the offset of that is, it's not that when that happens, you're like finally relieved that it it actually did. It's <laughs> it, it 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 is just the the essence of it happening, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, because like I talked about the person earlier that was the first time that they'd sung with band. We've had many, many dozens, right. dozens of those, yeah. you know, if not hundreds, maybe I don't, you know, and you, cause you can tell where it comes from and you can tell where that comes from with parents. And you, you know, you got, they got that, that shy little nine year old kid that doesn't say anything, but man, those parents are gloating all over that mm-hmm. and showing their appreciation. Right. They're sitting there. They're so proud, <laughs> yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. yeah, so etiquette. That's that's right. that's probably one of the the biggest. That's probably one of my biggest things with with the jam night and mm-hmm. with hosting the jam night. You know, mm-hmm. so yeah, because because like and we need we need we always somebody even like myself who's now been to kind of quite a few. Even though I'm young, I've been to you know two three hundred open jams since yeah. I've been to town, and now. We, we all get it, you know, there's that for, you, you have to have your first day, you know, and everybody, you've <laughs> yeah. got to suck like 10 times and, yeah. and we, and we all, we all absolutely, and you guys do a fantastic job of this, of letting that happen. You, you have to, you have yeah. to let that suckage happen for a while and you've mm-hmm. got to let them give, you've got to let them get up there. And so those aren't the people I'm talking about. You know, mm-hmm. that's not who I'm talking well, about, you, you know, obviously. And you, you know. encourage that person. Yeah. I'm talking about you the know. guys that are, you know, they've been here 20 times and they still don't really understand what this is. Yeah. That's the annoying, but, <laughs> you know, <laughs> the cluelessness is the word I've kind of come up with yeah. on the show. That's a, But anyway, you were talking before we started about the idea of, of the jams, but in general, our scene in general. And you were, yeah. you were talking about kind of the rock scene here in town. Can you, can you just talk a little bit about what we, what we kind of got going yeah. here? Well, yeah, we, yeah, we kind of talked about how, bit, yeah. I think there's, I mean, there's pockets, uh, mm. which is fine. There's, I think, I think there's pockets of style. There's pockets of age. There's pockets of the clubs you play at, the circuit you play on, stuff like that. But even though that is there, I think that there's enough awareness especially if you've been here long enough and worked enough that there's an, an awareness of, of kind of who does what, you know, I mean, you could, you could always find somebody if you needed to, you could always usually find a sub player, which I know we'll get into that probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, I mean, I guess that's kind of where I started. I started doing when I was in, you know, early twenties, like 20, um, we were, we, you know, we would do some private events and so forth, but we were just just doing little cover band, cover bar stuff, you know, mm-hmm. nothing fancy. Uh, then I got into more of a of a, and you, you alluded to going on into this too, but you know, I got into an original rock band, mm-hmm. and I knew we weren't out to conquer the world, but that's where I was, and we wrote our own music, and we played those sixty dollars shows, and mm-hmm. and. Uh, you know, and we're pretty active in it, and it was fun. Uh, you know, and there's still obviously there's pockets like that uh, that are not only supporting that local music, but they're also bringing you know either has-beens or up-and-coming 
bigger names through town, you know, mm-hmm. you know, places in Westport and stuff like that. They're, I mean, the, I mean, there, there's so many, th- I mean, this city is so big and there's so much music. There's so many things you could do. I mean, mm-hmm. you could go be a cover band in a bar and work all the time and make your money doing that. You could focus on weddings. You could, you know, you could focus on being a hard rock opener for the bands that are coming in town and picking your, you know, handful of bars, not necessarily my bank of knowledge as to what's still out there. I know some that are, you know, that are still Mm -hmm. out there and I'm sure there's new ones that I don't know about, you know, but if that's what you want to do, then do that. I mean, so there's, I mean, there's just all kinds of, I mean, the, you know, the city's rich in tribute bands, Mm -hmm. you know, and I, yeah, there's been more recently. I haven't noticed that when I got into town. And I don't know if it's a, you know, I don't know if it's a nationwide thing, if it's a, if it's, you know, maybe it's obviously with the you know sixties and seventies, and I mean, granted, there's there's so much so much influential music across all decades and mm-hmm. so forth. But you know, if you get past Elvis and and start looking into the 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 rock scene and the psychedelic era and all that mm-hmm. stuff, there's so many impactful players that obviously aren't around anymore, and even ones within decades that followed that that aren't around anymore and you know a lot of those listeners are still alive and they they Mm -hmm. they want the live experience of seeing something that can replicate that closely Mm -hmm. and so that may be that may be a reason why yeah the tribute thing is happening that's that's interesting that you said that because i think that there i I think you might be on to something there about the nationwide word with this whole idea of what's happened in the last, I don't know, 15 years, you mm-hmm. know, of, of our popular music. And boy, you know, as far as I'm concerned, I don't think anything beats 70s. Like, there was so many good bands in mm-hmm. the set. Like, that, that destroys every decade of music. I, I think it's not even close. Mm-hmm. And I, I still think even in the 90s, there was still some really good stuff going on. Uh, Nirvana, STP, you know, there's still some bands. Yeah. Whitney Houston, I mean, there's still some good music out there, but... But I wonder if this tribute thing, and I believe this is the maybe the same element that you guys bring, is that you guys do all sorts of 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s stuff. Well, that's not current, you know, right. and well, why is that so popular? Well, maybe there's, you know, maybe there's something, there's this big, big old hole there, you know, that, that people are still, that's yeah. why people still listen to 101 The Fox and why they still, right. you know, want to hear this sweet of Alabama all day, you know, like, yeah. I wonder if there's something to that. Well, I mean, so... with obviously with the jam, you know, we're providing as best we can the the outlet for that person to say play their favorite song or their favorite mm-hmm. genre or their favorite artist or something like that. So, mm-hmm. you know, depending on on not necessarily their age, but say depending on their age uh, or what kind of music you like. That's way. That's what may take them to a particular place, you know. And talking about the kids, they're walking in with Zeppelin T-shirts mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, Pink Floyd T-shirts mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So being an old guy is like, well, that's kind of, you neat. know, mom and dad have some influence. Yes, 
yes. you know, and what these kids are listening to, but they're listening to stuff that, you know, I mean, takes take some. I know, just take some of those older artists and the songs that are just going to flat out last forever. I mean, really. Yeah. You know, I mean. Well, Jess coming in with War Pigs and well, yeah. uh, Sweet Child of but, Mine I mean, and you all go that to, stuff, Yeah, you, you know? go to Money by Pink Floyd. That's mm-hmm. always going to be yeah. some theme for something. Yeah. Sweet Child's <laughs> always going to be around yeah. with Guns N' Roses because mm-hmm. it's such a hit and such a powerful band. Kill you know? And I mean, y- you know, I, I, what is there today? And I'm not... You know, but I mean, no. I mean, I'm being serious. Knock I mean, on it, man. It's not there. You know, I mean, like, just, you know, just in yeah. in twenty years, when when you know that twenty year old generation gets to be closer to our age or whatever, you know, is is money still going to be around, or is some I don't know Justin Timberlake hit? Yeah, maybe, maybe we don't know. Yeah. You know, but. I don't know, man. Yeah. It's just, it's kind of, it's, it's, it's funny to think about, but you know, yeah. just getting back to the, yeah. you know, the, the parents influence and the kids and, and all that stuff. But I, but you know, we're really straying here, <laughs> <laughs> but giving those people an opportunity to, to, to play something that they love, you know, or to, or to, to come up with a, tribute band with your friends of your favorite music you know that I don't know that's that may I I, I just I can't explain the tribute thing but I, I agree with you I think that it has significantly increased across mm-hmm. the years I mean yeah. you know because well for the longest time what did you have you had Elvis impersonators you would have Beatles tribute bands right and you still do but as there became maybe more infamous music and more influential players and bands that became out there then that that music tree just got wider and sound out now there's a lot more artists that aren't around anymore that need to be covered and mm-hmm. tributed to and so i think right. as the as the the influence of particular artists widened or the the number of artists widened mm-hmm. and got greater then and now they're not around that may attribute to more tribute bands out there yeah that makes sense to me you said something interesting before we started about the the rock scene as opposed to like the blues scene and jazz scene i i, I want i'm trying to think what you were saying was it about seven Maybe it was a yeah. It was about subbing and right. the, and the the kind of the kind of competition kind of thing happening. And it was something I'm trying to think of. Well, what you, you talked saying. about the competition uh, or lack thereof. Yeah, I it, think. But but uh, oh, the the people fighting for each other's right. gigs. I was That's talking, we talking about, about. Yeah, I mean, you know, I obviously I'm not in the in the jazz world at all. I mean, I have friends in it and so mm-hmm. forth. But from an outside observation. That scene, and and even the blues world, that seems to be where musicians will sub sub for each other or put something together because you're mm-hmm. playing a lot, you know, standards all night, and so there's kind of that congruent, you know, you you just get that small group that works together and you come together, you work, and poof, you're gone, you know, as opposed to the rock scene where 
you know, there's more of a band. And, mm. you know, obviously you get into originals and so forth, this isn't going to happen. But when you get into your guys that are doing your, your regular bar gigs or your, your private mm. events and so forth, and you need that sub player, you know, you, you, you know each other from the network in Kansas City, which I think is great. We've right. talked about. Yeah. And you can call that guy and have him come sub and maybe he knows 95% of the material, mm-hmm. had to do a little bit of prep, walk in, mm-hmm. do a gig, and your your broken wrist heals up and mm-hmm. you're back in two months and mm-hmm. poof, that guy just goes back to his other band, or, you know. Right. And that I, I think that's the beauty of it, that, that, that we're not out there, you know, intentionally stealing each other's gigs. And I mean... Mm-hmm. You know, we've probably all seen it. I know I have. It's like you you hear of somebody that maybe isn't working out with the band for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And so the band is looking to, say, get rid of them. <laughs> you know, and not that they're going to... Accidentally not calling back. <laughs> well, but, you know, not that they're going to pick you. But that's kind of that's kind of like one of those, you just you just want to stay away from it, you know? You know, I mean, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't certainly walk in, and I, I know that there's plenty of people that would not just walk in to take that guy's gig. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe after a couple months of cool down, after they let him go and explain the situation, and everybody's cool, and they start looking, you know, then somebody else might come into that gig. But I think, right. I mean, for I think that is. Is a, is a lot of the attitude on that about the comfort of being mm-hmm. able to sub your your gig out or right. to take someone's for a temporary time frame and then just walk away from it. Yeah, because all you're doing is you're you're just working, you're entertaining people. Mm-hmm. You know, you're helping that band be complete. I I agree with that completely. I know definitely in the jazz world this happens all the time because it's more of like. It's more of like Lonnie McFadden, and then he has, you know, behind yeah, him, he right, has any of right. these in any of these random fifty badasses in town who who could all just like destroy everything to show, you know. <laughs> yes. I mean, without even practicing, you know. Yeah. And the blues is the same way, you know. They they have their show, and <coughs> they could hire, you know, when Jan Faircloth can't do it, you know, from Levy Town, you know, you have. You know, another eight drummers, you know, that could come in and do their shuffles already, you know, mm-hmm. like, and then the funk, okay, you know, yeah. like, and you just, anybody can just sub your show, you yeah. know, and, but, but rock, that's interesting that rock is more band, it's like the full band, and it kind of doesn't have to be everybody, but kind of, well, that know, is, well, know. that's kind of what we talked about earlier, yeah. about what's different about rock, Yeah, you know, it, it's knowing those breaks, knowing those bridges, right. knowing those, you know, yeah. With and knowing them more than just being able to to get a look from somebody to do something. Yes. You know. So, yeah. You 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 play whatever, and then we got one stop. Okay, stop. Right. And then you play the rest yeah. of the song. You don't have to really know anything. You know. Yeah. So you and then maybe two two more here got for you. You guys do a great job of 
understanding about the crowd. We've talked about the crowd a little bit, and I know one thing that happens that I had to get over as a younger musician was I felt like I was going to have all this integrity, and we're going to play originals, or I'm going to do bebop, and we're I'm I'm only playing jazz. You know, I'm not doing any of these covers. Mm-hmm. That's for that's for scrubs who do cover. You know, and I had all this you know this ridiculous integrity as I thought. But there's a lot of people that don't look at doing all those crappy songs that nobody wants to do. They don't look at that. They, they have this different attitude about it. Mm-hmm. And, and some guys absolutely go, I'm not playing Mustang Sally. No, I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. I quit. You know, I mean, they're, they're just never going to put themselves in that situation because that makes them want to kill themselves. And, and I think you guys take a different, different attitude towards that. And like, you know, and, and I had to realize, I'm like, I'm like, hold on, Rob, you've got 500 fucking CDs of cover tunes, but you're telling yourself you don't like cover tunes. Yeah. You're, you're, this is BS. You're BSing yourself. You know, you love cover tunes, you know, telling myself that I'm like, so I had to re, I had to reflip my mentality there. Can you, can you talk a little bit about like your mentality of of having to play those you know for the thousandth time yeah or 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 why are you guys so okay with having a cover thing and why is that why is that not bother you or whatever why why does well yeah there's a couple different approaches well there's i think a couple different situations the first and probably most important is who are you doing it for mm. yeah i mean you know, you're one one of three, four, or five on a stage playing to ten to five hundred to you know people, mm-hmm. and you got. I mean, it just it comes down to that. It comes down to the same feeling as the person that is so freaking excited that they got to sing for the first time with a live mm-hmm. band and they sang Sweet Home Alabama. Right, right. Who cared what song that was? Mm-hmm. You know? So, <laughs> that, I mean, that it, it, goes the, it goes the same way when you're not hosting an open mic and you're in your four-piece, the Troubadour Retrievers, and you're mm-hmm. an all-request band and there's plenty right. of, there's, you know, there's people that, that do our request. You know, the bands are all, will always be asking for a song. People are always going to shout out a song. But, you know, that same that same answer, it's like, you're playing that song for them, and they're going to love it. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, that's... That's one that that is one one way one reason that outweighs how much you're so freaking sick of that mm-hmm. fifteen hundredth time you've played that song in the same key. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know? yeah. Now maybe there's different. You know, there one thing that may relieve a little bit of the pain is when you're say playing it with different people. Yeah. And so it gets a different feel, right. uh, maybe a different turnaround, different little slightly different chord right. progression, something like that, you know. So that's something that that relieves that. But you know, if that, and we, I think we almost we open the show up with that. You know, what what's your what's your intention? Just as a musician, you know, mm-hmm. what kind of gig do you want to play? What kind of music do you want to play? 
how many people, what kind of people do you want to play with? Do you want to to take over the world with your ten songs that you've spent the last five years writing? Mm -hmm. Or do you want to go make some money at a at a bar doing a silly four hour, you mm -hmm. know? Or do you want to go to a, a wedding and play? I mean, you talk about your standard songs, right? At a wedding? Brick house, wedding fun. Exactly. <laughs> play it, man. That's, yeah. that's why they're there and that's right. what they expect. That's not why they're there. Right, right. But that's what they expect at the after party. Right. You know? So, I guess you got to get out of your head on it, right? Mm -hmm. That's what. Who's you... this fun for? That that was yeah, a great the great that's line great. that you kind of had there is, is who is this really for? Yeah, who's for who's, it, who's it who's it for? Who who's hired you? Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, there's all kinds of aspects to it. Right. You know, you get a you get. I mean, and I know this could be an extreme case, and I don't even want to go here, but it's like you you could get a a patron or a table patrons that have had plenty of their shots and they want to hear Mustang Sally and say the band refuses to play it. Well, they either leave or they complain to the management. And I know it's a silly one-off or whatever, right. but indulge, you know, right. it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. And Scotty does a great job of this too. And all you guys do this and, but he's pretty much the king of this is that he plays this song and he's maybe tired of it or whatever, but you know, he just like, he just goes ridiculous on it. Right. I mean, he'll, yeah. he'll, he'll just throw in da dazed and confused in the middle of, you know, he'll just, he'll make it fun. You right. know, and, and that's, and that's maybe a, that's what we need to do. Well, that, that's his we... different attitude. That's just a totally different yeah. attitude. I'm going to dread this and you're going to see it in my face right. and the whole audience, even though I'm playing the song, I'm, you know, but Scotty doesn't look like that. His his attitude isn't that. His face doesn't look like that. He's going to play the shit out of this song. Mm -hmm. You know, even though it's Wonderwall for the 900th time or Mustang Sally or any of those. And I, I mean, so, and so is that, is that kind of the key too? Is just the attitude about it and understanding who it's for, but also the find, I'm going to play this really really well no matter what song it is yeah. is that the attitude well, that yeah, you that's, have that's <clears throat> that's changing your attitude about it mm -hmm. because if you <clears throat> and like you say kind of maybe what Scotty does with it uh, mm -hmm. I mean there's plenty you know for me that it's the same deal it's, it's, it's just like could this be any more repetitive right. and slow yeah. and nothing happening right. so I'm going to make something happen because mm -hmm. I'm going to entertain myself you know mm -hmm. and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna not give a negative connotation with with being pissed off playing the song and mm -hmm. they're right they're not gonna enjoy that right. so get in get in your weird world you know mm -hmm. do something that that that's different you know lock up something with your drummer do something different do something silly have some fun with it so because you know, you you gotta you do you've got to get out you got to get out of your head. I think you got to get out of your element. It's the same thing. You know, think of all the artists that might still be on tour that have been touring for who is it? Someone's on the radio claiming the fiftieth year coming up. 
Mm. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, but there's there's enough artists there out there that are doing thirty and forty year. Mm-hmm. The Stones. Yeah. Right. Willie Nelson. You know. Ninth farewell tour. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. You know. <laughs> you, but I mean, think and so so then they play that song two hundred times a year. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Not times so twenty or thirty years. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's. And then they gotta deliver it. They gotta deliver that song like it's still that number one hit because you watch that place go freaking crazy. Right, right. You know, you will you will see it, but you I, you will not see the artist leave that leave that one or those multiple hit songs. In, you know, right. I saw McCart or I didn't see this, but I heard people talking about McCartney when he came. I don't know, it was four or five years ago, and it was like I don't know, seventh song of the gig or something. And you know, all of a sudden he takes off his jacket, and the the, the stage guys come out to get his jacket, and all the girls, you know, and then he looks up like, whoops, he looks up, you know, and you know, looking all surprised, like that's the first time that's ever happened, right? He's been right. doing that shit for 30 years. Yeah. You know, looking, oh, I can't believe they're screaming right now, you yeah. know, and and so that's maybe a little bit what you're talking about, where yeah. he, he knows what this is. He, he knows that he has to look surprised there, because that's part of the act. And what it, and that's exactly what it is. And he it's did. a he, show he, and it's entertainment. Uh-huh, yeah, and and so, you know, like, that he has a different attitude, and there's a reason why they're the the biggest band ever. You know the Beatles. You know, I mean, they're even even nowadays. You know, but anyway, that was that was funny. You know, yeah. and some people just can't yeah, handle that's that. That's funny. They I know. just chose not act just, like you've never heard yeah, it before. Yeah. Right? Oh my God, chicks are screaming! Oh, please, right. they they screaming for you before you stepped off the plane. Yeah, like in the fifties, <laughs> they were screaming for you. You know, it's like, you know, I don't know. Anyway, that, that's that's great, man. So last uh, last quick one for you. Uh, you were talking about a gig that you had one time oh yeah the, the, yeah. the great classic story or whatever <laughs> oh, it's 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 a it's a road trip story <clears throat> and it was uh two years ago i think two years ago it, it was uh it was me and scotty and crystal and don and we were going to iowa mm-hmm. uh denison iowa some Denison, I think, Denison County Fair, something like that, and their big, mm-hmm. their big uh, farmyard or whatever mm-hmm. your fairgrounds. <clears throat> so we're on, I guess, I twenty nine going up there, and you know, just on the road, all packed in the van. Scotty's drums are in the back, and they got PA at the gig, and and all that, and all of a sudden. We hit a hit a tire tread off of a mm. truck. Pretty, you know, pretty significant. Well, okay, so we're driving on, and and uh, Crystal and I are sitting back, and she, she goes, "Feels like it's getting kind of kind of warm in here, right?" And I go, "I go, well, I go, yeah, you're right. It's kind of humid, you know. It was June, I think, and so so getting a little warmer and." About one minute later, Don's like, wow, my temperature gauge has dropped down to zero. And I think before that, I'd said, hey, Don, maybe we ought to, you know, see if you lost the front skirt off the van or parts mm-hmm. hanging out or something like that. And 
and and uh, he and this is probably transitioned about three minutes. And so anyway, yeah, my temperature gauge has gone down to zero. I'm like, pull over, pull over. And uh, so he finally took, takes an exit. And as we're going down the exit, the van just dies. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I, I mean, I knew what it was because I've had it happen to me on a mm. car before. That, you know, overheated and mm. head gone and, and all that stuff. And so anyway, we're... Yeah, we're in the middle of Iowa, not the middle, the west side of Iowa, and we've got a gig in four hours, maybe, right. and we're two or two and a half hours, I think we're like maybe, I don't know, we're good two hours away from the gig mm -hmm. or whatever, talking, God, you know, what are we going to do, what are we going to do, I mean, there was even options of calling it an Uber van, a cab, mm -hmm. to get us to this gig, wow. you know? <laughs> so we have this uh couple that pulls up they're younger and they they get out of the car and you know wow what's going on and well you know we've overheated and it's leaking antifreeze a little mm -hmm. bit by now what's left in the front of the van and uh then this i just this five foot blonde mouth of a sailor woman gets out of the back seat of this car and she's a diesel mechanic oh <laughs> and so <clears throat> well yeah we'll get this you know fucker fixed and this and that and we'll tie this up I'm gonna call my boyfriend so she calls her boyfriend and two of them together was like cats batting and fighting with each other the whole time <laughs> and stuff and we gotta we gotta you know our our uh, our Warehouse is on the other side of the highway, so we all hop in this car and and leave the van there. And so we're still worrying about how to get to the gig. We talked to the promoter, mm. this all these stuff, you know. And you've got cornfields, so it's like children of the corn, and you're freaking out because you're in the middle of nowhere right. with these crazy people and this little five foot sailor woman. <laughs> and Don calls. He's like, "Oh, my cousin lives about up in Nebraska, about an hour away from here." <clears throat> <laughs> so anyway he calls his cousin and his cousin had to get a van I'm not even going to go into that gets a van <laughs> drives like an hour so he's trying to find us off of an exit that doesn't have a right. street on it you know mm -hmm. and all of this stuff and so we're still talking with the with the promoter and all that stuff and so we leave Scotty's drums in the van the other band is gonna just let us backline for us. They're gonna let us use all of wow, their that gear. Was nice. yeah. You know, we brought our guitars, obviously. And we made it to that gig and got set up and were late on downbeat by ten minutes. Wow. Maybe. Wow. And I mean it was I I mean I, I cannot tell that story with justice like it would have been right. being there oh, wow. i mean because you're 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 you don't know what's you know and it's it i mean yeah you could take the easy way out and well we're stranded in our van overheated and we're not going to make the gig well we wanted to do it mm -hmm. and it was our second year doing it and here again of a band that we kind of just did this with because those were the people that could do it that way mm -hmm. the first year 
called on him that way the second year. Right. So the four of us were going up to do that gig again. And so we, we didn't want to let it go. And man, mm-hmm. just the, you know, just the fact of calling his cousin finally found us on the right exit, drive up there, get to the gig. Wow. No time to spare. Drive back that night, you know, and I mean, in, in, in his cousin's van that he borrowed, and he he literally borrowed it. He didn't steal it, but he borrowed it. But just the <laughs> the whole thing. I mean, I mean that that's got to be the best road story. That's ever. crazy, man. I mean, like, <laughs> and, so and what's funny fun. about that is how many people kind of came together to get that to happen. All the people that were met yeah. you guys on the road, and then making sure the you know the bar owner, but then calling the. Uh, the other no, it band, was like the know, fair. I mean, it, was, it was a yeah. fairgrounds. It wasn't a right. bar. It was right. for the well, county. Yeah. County. Right. Yeah. But I mean, thing. like the other band allowing you oh, guys yeah. to use their gear, and like right. I mean, there was a lot of people that came together to, yeah. to help. Yeah. You guys. And and that little gal was determined to to put a put a tie strap around that that radiator and and drive it the rest of the another hour and a half. I think is how far we were out. Wow. You know. Wow. But yeah, just I mean. Country folk helping you on the road, determined to get you there, and we got there. That's, you that's know? really nice. That was that's awesome. <laughs> so now tire treads are the you know the danger on the road. Mm-hmm. Like, don't watch out for that tire tread. That's stuff that that is just you can't, you can't, you can't predict that stuff, and you can't beat that stuff either. Mm-hmm. That's one of the reasons why we are musicians, is because yeah. like we don't like to just do boring crap all the time. Like this is, this is why we do it, you know, not to get stranded, but you know, when you go right. through something like yeah. this, it's something you'll never forget. You I know. know. It's like, and how worth it was that? Right. And I mean, uh-huh. and, and that, that bring, that just develops stronger friendships with, with your, mm-hmm. the people you gig with, you know, cause we've done plenty of out of town stuff that have been, you know, crazy wild nights to, 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 sit back and and like you think I'm gonna stay in that broken down trailer home thing down here you know type of stuff and yeah. so and so just, yeah just it is it, it's it's quite the experience just mm-hmm. the stuff you go through mm-hmm. when you're on the road or even at gigs mm-hmm. you know yeah. usually tell Kelly I always use, usually have a story when I come home from jam night you know well there was this one guy or yeah, this one gal and it could be you know, phenomenal, you know, some guy from out of town that, that just was like, wow, you know, or it could be some crazy dude, other dude. drunk event or right. something, you know, so there's always a story. There's always a story. Yeah, that's awesome, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I think that's probably about it. You guys need to come check out uh, Jam Night at Jerry's, Jerry's Jam Beach. Night every Wednesday in Lenexa right now at 8 mm. o'clock. Yeah, that's that's awesome. It's a really fun jam. Um, you guys always run it impeccably, and and I always have fun playing with you guys, and uh, and uh, it's a good time. So uh, this has been uh, Brett Boulay. Thanks for being Thank here, you, man. Thank you. This is fun. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, get out of here. We'll see you later.